Good evening and welcome to Absolute Bedlam Podcast. Hope everyone's alright and I hope the sun's uh, nice and clear where you are at the moment. Right, enough small talk. I have probably one of the biggest guests I've had on so far. So I've got Paul from Desolated on the podcast. So first things first, hello Paul. Hello mate, how are we doing? How are you doing, you alright? Yeah, yeah, I'm alright. I'm alright. Good. So I did a bit of... uh, What's that, sorry? I said thanks for having me. That's all right, no worries. I did finally got round to doing it. Yeah, I know. There's been a few schedule issues, but we're there now. We're over the line. We just need to record this now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a little bit. Um, so I did a bit of research on you yesterday, and I've been listening to Desolated most of today. Um, and I've just realised your YouTube channel, I don't know if you know this, has over 5 million total views. I didn't know that it had over 5 million that's awesome that's really okay. really cool we've um, got an exclusive <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah. that just goes to show how much i pay attention to yeah uh, how many people follow follow or subscribe to us on on youtube so yeah that either tells me that's that awesome. you've got an incredibly consistent amount of music and you've got very dedicated fans or you did some sort of viral thing and it went absolutely mental and you probably talked about something like Pokemon Go or Gangnam Style or something like that. Not and really I like our vibe. First one. Yeah, not really yeah. our vibe. Not um, really your vibe. Although I did play a bit of Pokemon Go when that when that thing... I still play it, mate. Do you? I, I didn't actually know it was still... <laughs> did Actually, did they not like... Uh, was there not like a Pokemon Go or Pokemon game that come out on Switch and then it yeah. used like... You could like attach like attach it to your Pokemon Go like yeah that's account. right yeah yeah I did hear something about that yeah I yeah. kind of got remember when I like the whole country just suddenly became Pokemon trainers uh-huh. for like two weeks yeah yep. yeah I kind of gave gave up shortly after that so um I live in a seaside town and I actually witnessed this firsthand which was quite funny someone um was over the Harbour Bridge, which I'm sure if you're from Weymouth, you know, the one that goes up and down and lets all the boats through. Mm-hmm. And someone literally shouted at the top of their lungs, oh my God, it's a fucking Dragonite. And this whole sea of people with their phones just like started stampeding towards this like Dragonite. And it was the most mental thing I've ever seen in my life. That right there is Darwinism, isn't it? Yeah. It's just so funny how like everyone knew about that game yeah. when it came out and the servers crashed quite a lot and people dropped off as a result yeah i went to a dortmund go fest with my girlfriend you what you went that's to germany to play pokemon go hell yeah i did that's mad that's, that that's is mad. <laughs> got to meet all the youtubers i got to uh yeah it was a crazy day but yeah anyway this isn't about me and my strange addiction if you want that shit go on e4 right <laughs> Paul. So, first first, how has COVID been for you and Desolated? Uh, well, pretty shit. I think mm. um, I'll speak for, on behalf of anyone involved in music, yeah. events, touring, um, from any capacity, and yeah, comfortably say that most of them will say it's been pretty shit. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's been real weird time. Um, but at the same time, I mean, with, with Desolated, like we, we've got a new guitarist now. Yeah. Um, we have been writing, you know, it does give you a little bit of time to, yeah. Yeah. Kind of focus on, on Mm. uh, like things like that. Um, because yeah, I mean, even, 
even when you've when you've been doing it for as long as we have, you know, we've all still got jobs, um, you know, yeah. careers that sadly have to come to the forefront over playing music. So in some ways it's like sounds it sounds it sound a bit weird, but there's been no stress of like, right, we need to get, uh-huh. you know, practicing in or, you know, have we ordered the merch or any of that like stupid stuff that can Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Kind of yeah, be built up over like a tour or whatever. So yeah, it's been overall pretty shit and i cannot Mm. wait to get going again i think it's allowed people just on that specifically in music it's allowed people to have a bit of a breathing sort of moment yeah but the problem with a moment is it ends whereas it's felt like until recently it's felt like this doesn't ever end yeah it just feels like you're in this weird world where like music never existed yeah, in some ways. Yeah, I, th- I think actually, like even the thought of doing a show. Um, yeah, I was talking to Richie about this like the other week. You know, it's it's. I must have played like thousands of shows, and just even the thought of going to a show or being at a show, playing a show, it's it's just weird. Yeah. You know, no, I totally um, get you. And, and I and I think you know, I obviously personally hope that it kicks off and. Um, yeah you know the, the, the like the shows are round out but obviously the last thing we want is this thing to mm. um develop and you know get even yeah. worse and you know end up back in lockdown and you know prolong prolong this more than it needs to be yeah i get you yeah i know what you mean there's a whole sort of thing about like death of the handshake and are people going to hug anymore and i think they will i think this will be a blip in time yeah the idea of like you say like a hundred sweaty bodies in a pit it, it feels it a bit strange yeah now, it, does. Doesn't it? it does doesn't it like with it just even the thought of you know being not like at a glastonbury or like you know a massive festival or anything it's like yeah. just even the idea of being in a hundred cap you know a small venue mm. fucking even a squat you know what i mean and yeah. you're watching a bunch of hardcore bands like it just seems weird yeah Totally, yeah. You've got to uh, hand sanitize yourself first. Well, yeah. I mean, whatever measures now you need need yeah. to be done to to get to get it going again. But mm. I do feel that once, I mean, it will come back. It won't ever kill yeah. live music. Like you, you won't. It, even if they shut down every single music venue in in the in the country and you know enforce laws on it, there would still be like an underground scene somewhere. Oh um, yeah, of going course. on. Mm. Um. So yeah, well, I guess when it does come back, you know. Yeah. Yeah, we want it to stay though, don't we? Like you say, rather yeah. than it just being a blip and then it sort of goes back to lockdown and, you know, everything's all back I, as it was. Yeah, I do think as well. I mean, not just COVID, <clears throat> even just like the political, you know, situation that's been going on uh, mm. worldwide, but there's focus on the UK that actually we might even see a massive, like, uh, yeah. a massive wave of like new bands coming out, you know, like a, a, mm. a, a lot of different sounds coming out of the country um yeah yeah Yeah. i'm quite excited at the idea of that you you kind of go back to fuck fuck me it was like the punk revolution of like the sort of 70s and stuff where yeah 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 maybe (laughs) comparable to something like that i hope that's the case anyway because it'd be awesome yeah yeah that would be cool to, to see shows yeah the idea of like live music being taboo again and like trying to sell instruments on the black market <laughs> yeah. contraband mate if you've got that seven string <laughs> yeah funny funny right so on the whole it's been a bit shit but yes. 
did you say that you've recently got a new guitarist? Yeah, we've uh, we've brought in Les Law. Um, mm. I would say that you might like people might know him from the touring scene, but uh, you won't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just been he's been a friend of ours for for a long yeah. time. Funny story, nice. actually used to slag Desolated off quite a lot online. Like, yeah. we're, we're talking like 2011, 2012 vibes. And <laughs> he, he said it to me, and I'm, and I'm going to take this opportunity to go to for it. Validate it on your on your podcast that I find yeah. it really funny that back in the day, he hated Desolated. Like, but nice. I hope he's listening to it right now and laughing. Because yeah. <laughs> his words to me was like, Paul, you got to like kind of picture like, you know, a, yeah. a man from Romford here, like, He's got he, he sits sits down and he was like, Paul, honestly, mate, I fucking hated Desolated. <laughs> and our last half week is fucking funny as fuck. He's now the guitarist. Yeah. So yeah well, everyone welcome Les. <laughs> mm. Mm. Do you think that's like a psychological thing where like the boy at school pulls the girl's hair that they like? No, I I genuinely think he hated us. You genuinely <laughs> Oh, brilliant! Like, he's not, there's no fucking around. If, if, there's if no Les turns, if Les turns around and says to me, "I fucking hated your band," he fucking yeah. hated. Yeah, he brilliant. fucking hated Desolated. But everyone, <laughs> welcome Les. There we go. <laughs> I'll put a sound effect in, and we'll uh, we'll all blow confetti or whatever it is. I yeah, why not? Yeah, he might not like that though. No, okay. But... It doesn't sound like he likes a lot. <laughs> yeah. No, he's he's a, he's a good. He's, he's our archaeologist. That's what he does as a living. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah. so, um, just quickly on the whole history of Desolated, um, how did it sort of begin? Did you have any speed bumps along the way, and Loads. what's kind of brought you into the modern day? Yeah, the I've... current lineup, all that sort of stuff. Sure. Um, so we we would have started two thousand and seven. Um, for me, basically, like Richie, Richie had like a a couple of demos down with some friends uh, in the local area. Um, me and him had like jammed a couple of times. Um, and then basically one night I got, went around his house. We got completely smashed. Hmm. Um, we wrote a bunch of lyrics based off Morbid Angel CDs. So we were yeah. like taking the words yeah. um, and basically just like mixing up the song titles. Yeah, uh, it was actually the first time I'd ever done vocals. Uh, we woke up with uh, some slightly sore heads, listened back to it, and basically just turned around and said, "Like, dude, you want to be the vocalist?" And I was like, "Yeah, all right." And yeah, it kind of stemmed from that. So yeah, um, there we go. Yeah, that was that was how uh, Desolated formed, um, and then from there, basically, we were just putting on shows ourselves right. in Southampton. Um, yeah, and like the scene back then as well, like it was. It's. I've never seen it like as good as it was then, and I'm, yeah. I mean I'm talking sort of like my like way before Facebook and that. Yeah, um, we're talking like MySpace era. Mm. Um, it was awesome. You know, you had like a strong metal community as well as mm. what was considered the scene community. Yeah, um, and yeah, we we were bringing in like a hundred, hundred kids to a show. Yeah, like. Even even before there was any form of establishment, you know, it was just a party basically. Yeah, everyone got smashed, including the landlord. There was this one gig we played, <laughs> um, just to sort of like capture a vibe. I mean, the first show we ever ever played, I was technically barred from the, the pub that we okay. that we were putting on, and a fight 
um, a bunch of like a bunch of our mates got kicked out for fighting. So it's yeah. pretty much that. Like I think may, maybe in hindsight now looking back as as being the uh, the staple rule maybe of a desolated show. But mm. there was the one particular show, and I will still argue that it was actually probably one of the most violent shows. If only we could capture it and put it on YouTube. Yeah. Um, but we were playing this like tiny little pub. Um, the landlord was never sober. Um, so I'll leave the rest to your imagination. Um, yeah. He probably always necessarily drink either. Um, yeah. But he was a lovely guy. And yeah, yeah we, had, we, we had too many people in the venue. We had, yeah. it was just complete chaos. It was like one of them scenes from like a Western film where it was like a bar <laughs> fight kicked off. Yeah. You know, we were playing a show. There was supposed to be another band who had supplied like half the equipment yeah. to play after us. The police shut it down. There was people getting thrown through windows. There was, pe- the there was people fuck? doing drugs off the bar. Like it was completely- Oh my God. Someone beat up a police officer. Like right. it was just complete carnage. There was there was a bunch of police vans, a bunch of police cars turned up outside. Uh, right. People were just getting like searched on the way out. It was <laughs> fucking mental. Like yeah. completely mental. Holy um, sh- yeah. I, but yeah, that was just kind of how it was. But like, you know, now yeah. you look back and sort of like really appreciate because I've just never seen and that's nothing against Southampton. I'm just thinking like yeah. even in the UK in general, it's just never seen it yeah. as mad as that yeah i think like from a weymouth perspective and a dorset sort of southwest uk perspective in general there's definitely peaks and troughs that i've noticed yeah like i've been involved in events much like yourself paul and i've been in bands for a long period of time and i've always seen loads of bands suddenly go to practice and write songs and they all want to play gigs of each other and stuff and then all of a sudden they've all gone to university yeah and it's just kind of you have to ride that wave when it's at the top and yeah, you have to come down with it you know as if but you know at the same yeah. time like that that's fair enough i think yeah you know it's all well and good saying like you know oh if you're if you're at a point where you, your band's doing like relatively well and you're getting some level of success yeah. you know that there, there there is a point where you look at your life myself being the exception but there is a point where you will look at yourself and be like, how long can I really commit to this? Because it's not yeah. just the playing shows. Like, yeah, yeah. sure, that's the good bit. Yeah, that's the end of the... That's the tr- what, what do you do when you come back off tour? You, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, there is, I think, mm. if you're not in that, like, top 5% of bands that are, like, fortunate enough to to sort of surpass yeah. and be able to get, get a good income from playing music, yeah. then absolutely get a career. Mm-hmm. Loads of people in bands have got a career. Yeah. I think this a silver bullet, like in hindsight, is have a side gig that also uh complements your main pursuit like yeah. a band. Yeah. So be a guitar teacher, be a producer, be yeah. a music studio owner. Yeah. Do something that is always available to you and you can utilize for your own self. Yeah. Gain, I suppose. But yeah, um, it's the hustle. It's the hustle outside yeah. of um, yeah, like you know, writing and playing music. Of yeah, you know, how do I pay my rent this month? Type deal, you know. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that's it. Um, so just quickly on um, desolated. So I've got you on Spotify now, and I'm pleased to inform that I am following you because I I like what I hear, and it's probably one of the most brutal bands i've heard i'm not 
too into like really downbeat sort of um where it you know completely stops and then starts again that sort of world of you know drumming and everything's a breakdown sort of thing yeah but i will say when i'm jogging and when i'm uh, driving i tend to go quite a bit over the speed limit when i'm listening to you while i was driving oh really beat my personal right. best on my 5k earlier now because that, I that's what i want to hear that's <laughs> what i want to hear there we go so yeah i think um there's definitely a place for you as obviously you've proved with your longevity and the fact that did you say 2007 2007 yeah 2007 so yeah you've been going for 14 years so um yep, yeah so fair old. play to you and um yeah i'm following you on spotify now excellent um, i think i messaged you earlier this is just for the sort of fourth wall audience that's listening to this saying one of your songs makes me want to spin kick my nan into a bush um, yeah i mean we yeah. don't really endorse that sort of behavior no, of like I, i'm sure whoever's nan it is is lovely yeah. you know like love your mm. nan you know what i mean yeah she's all right she occasionally gives me a tenner but she forgets my name a it's lot the... so. You know what I mean? You don't need to be spin kicking people that give you a tenner occasionally. That's... You save it for the pit. Yeah, that's it. That's it. There isn't a pit at the moment, though. So I've got to yeah. let it out some way. Do you know what I mean? So um, just on my influences, I think this might be quite a sort of um, interesting list for you. I've got three bands that I thought of straight away when I heard you guys. So I've got Soulfly. Interesting. The Chariot. Okay. And Demoralizer. And Demoralizer, fucking hell. I fucking love Demoralizer, and I'm gutted that they split up. Yeah, well, we took, we were, I think we might have even been the first band that took them out, actually. Oh, nice, okay. Yeah, going back some, going back some years, that was a funny yeah. call, that was. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when Demoralizer released Checkmate, they did a music video. Yes. And uh, a lot of them were wearing, like, booty shorts, and uh, getting low, as it were. Yeah. But, um, the funniest thing I ever saw Demoralizer do was on Facebook. They dropped a Facebook status when Margaret Thatcher died. Oh yeah, and they put, they made merch specifically for that event, and they put the status of "She's only gone and fucked herself off." Yeah, I think like, it, it sort of oh became a bit of their God. thing. Actually, Demoralizer, it was like yeah. their merch suddenly became like what next yeah. dead, like semi-famous yeah. person. Um, yeah. yeah, can we put on free meme? They probably made quite a quite a fair mm. a fair bit of money from that. So yeah, kudos. yeah, very very trendy and uh, but yeah, you could tell that they weren't kind of doing it for the money. They were just doing it for sort of. I I, t I could tell that they believed what they were saying. If that makes sense, they're yeah. kind of anti-establishment sort of do what you want to do sort of thing. Yeah, all about that. <clears throat> it's a good message to purvey. You know, if you're not happy in your nine to five, then go and do what you want. Pretty much, yeah. No, but yeah. yeah. So yeah, um, cool bunch of guys. Like yeah, anytime, anytime. I remember seeing Ombla like some probably would be you know, a couple of years ago um, at a show in London. But obviously, yeah, yeah, it, yeah they, they were a funny bunch of guys to tour with. Yeah, definitely, I can imagine. So, just on the back of my influences for you guys, what would you say your top three influences are for Desolated? What makes you sort of want to go to practice every week and sort of write a <laughs> every <song>? week? 
week. Yeah. We, uh, we definitely don't practice every week. No, okay, fair enough. <laughs> Even before COVID. Yeah. Um, although we did practice, but yeah, not every week. Um, top three influences for Desolated. God, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I'd probably say, you know, like Biohazard. Yeah, okay. Trapped yep. under ice. You know, those mm-hmm. two definitely like massive 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 influences yeah um yeah those, those two are yeah fucking yeah yeah i remember bio biohazard were quite sludgy um i think they were a free piece off the top of my head so they had to really really go for it is that right nah man four no piece. yeah four piece. four piece okay um nah they're they're not really sludgy I mean, when no. you say sludgy, I think of like kind of on the names of like doom metal or like yeah. No, nah, biohazard don't sound like that. No. What would you say biohazard sort of main genre is? It's like New York hardcore, isn't it? New York hardcore, right? Okay. It's all about the hardcore. Um. Yeah, I'd say those, <laughs> those, those two. But I, I think with with Desolated, it's always like there's there's obviously a big hardcore sound to it um yeah but we kind of like cross into like metal yeah mm. i don't know like i wouldn't even want to consider us a hardcore band it's we're, we're more of a metal band with like a hardcore ethic if that makes sense yeah that makes sense a couple um, of I, your bands have got um guitar solos in which i was quite sort of surprised by in a way because yeah. i feel that that's a kind of dying thing in hardcore music or metal music with hardcore sounds like you say yeah, I think, yeah, I, I mean, certainly it exists, um, but the idea of, like, the guitar solo, it, it became a bit egotistical, almost. Yeah. It's like, you know, let me take the centre stage, you know, like, let, mm. let, let, put the light on me, all focus on me, and I'm talking, yeah. like, late yeah. 80s, 90s, maybe. But it, mm. the guitar solo doesn't need to be, like, a, an egotistical trip. It, it, it's just something that you can put in to, to complement the song that maybe throws yeah. the listener off a little bit. And yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that was one of the reasons why that we started putting mm. them in in desolated songs. Because yeah, yeah. When we've done it, it's like it's not what people, or I'd I'd be confident to say it's not what people would associate desolated with. Yeah, but it yeah, shows think, that we can do it. I think that kind of makes people's heads turn sometimes. Yeah, I will. You've got so, to push yourself. Whoa. Like as as a musician, yeah. you have got to push yourself. You've got to yeah, you've got to stand out. But you've you don't want to lose your integrity too much and be like, well, you know, yeah. we're not, we're not, um, we're not going to completely change our sound. It still sounds mm. like us, but it just has something like a different edge yeah. about it, you know? Yeah, I get what you mean. It was so, the, um, the samples, like you know, we've never really yeah. fucked around too much with with a lot of the samples yeah. um, versus the newer record, and yet here we are. Yeah. So we're just going to quickly go to a break. I want to talk a little bit more about your sort of album cycle. And from what I can tell, your pretty relentless tour cycle. Um, it seems to me that you've gone quite a lot around Europe, if that makes sense. Um, if that's fair to say. I'd say that's pretty fair to say. And uh, you've obviously got a work ethic behind you. And that's probably why you've got, I think, off the top of my head, you've got like 23,000 monthly listeners on Spotify. Uh, I'll so, take your um, word for it. I might actually just have to double check that. Yeah, check uh, that. Check that whilst we're on a break. Yeah. We're uh, go to a quick grind fitness advert 
and I'll speak to you in a second, Paul. You can let me know if I'm talking bollocks or not. <laughs> right. Ryan right, Fitness Advert. Just a quick reminder that you're listening to Absolute Bedlam Podcast. This show is officially sponsored by Grind Fitness and Sportswear Clothing. This active and healthy lifestyle company hails from Weymouth and do I. Check out their website, which is www.grindlimited, which is L-T-D, UK.com. That's www.grindlimitedUK.com. I've recently been given some of their products to test out and it's all been absolutely fantastic and very very comfortable to wear. The base layer doesn't cling to you and you can really feel the quality of the clothing. Get involved and start your own grind today. If you have any questions regarding any of their products please feel free to drop me a message on my Instagram page which is Absolute Bedlam Podcast or drop Clayton the CEO a message on Instagram his uh, Instagram page even is called Grind, which is G-R-N-D. We will be very happy to help you with any inquiries that you have on your way to start your own fitness adventure. Thanks again to Grind for allowing me to promote your products. Right then, back to it. Just to let you know that Grind are currently doing a 25% off everything on their store with my affiliate code, which is Bedlam2021. So that's B-E-D-L-A-M for mother, 2021, which is the year that we live in. Bedlam2021 at checkout for 25% off all products grind. Back to the episode. So, am I talking bollocks? More than usual, Spotify-wise. Oh, uh, no, you're not, actually. Um, hey. actually. At the moment, it says 22,400. So, yeah. Nice. That is a fucking impressive awesome. amount of monthly listens, I must say. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm assuming that you're not much of a numbers guy, which I kind of wish that I was like you in that regard, but I'm always checking the listens and stuff on this podcast and sort of, I think it's a really human thing of like checking the numbers and like, you know, obviously mm. everything is fucking money nowadays and checking your bank account. And yeah, yeah, it's I'm very jealous of people like you that can just sort of remove yourself from it. Yeah, I don't really. I mean, I used to I'm not going to lie to you, mate. Like I didn't yeah. used to give a shit like when I, mean, yeah. I guess when you first start something, it's like it's all that sort of. There's that yeah. excitement of like, oh, fuck, what are we looking at? How many people are listening? And what, yeah. you know what I mean? Like what sort of audience we are looking at but yeah yeah you totally. sort of learn that oh for me anyway i just don't really yeah care i think the focus is if you can put out the good music or the other bollocks kind of like lines in that kind of comes into place you know yeah if if you can build a good foundation yeah then everything else is just a matter of time i think yeah so like i've been doing this since october last year so i'm still sort of in that one. what's that sorry You've been doing it since October, not even a year, and you've got 41 yeah. episodes. Mate, I've been doing two episodes a week. Wow, man, that's a grind. Dedicated. I I think any side gig and any sort of business nowadays, if you don't put everything you have into the first two years, it will yeah. fail. Yeah. Because there's other people that will work harder than you. Yeah. Yeah, and definitely. 
I'll talk to anyone, like literally anyone wants to come on this show and tell me their story about how they became a, you know, they recovered from drugs or they used to be, you know, a policeman or anything like that. I'm, I'm up for it. You know, I'll, I'll chat to anyone and I can get questions out of any situation. So uh, shout out to all the policemen out there. <laughs> come on, let's have a chat. Right. Yeah, there we go. So just on that sort of um, work subject, Desolated's touring ethic seems like something that is pretty solid and sort of something that I think has kind of helped you with that Spotify amount. Um, so like, what is obviously COVID free? What is your usual sort of schedule in a year? of touring to writing to all the admin we'd be we'd certainly be looking at you know doing uh, at least a number of like uk shows um not necessarily like the same place or whatnot um definitely be doing like a european run yeah um and a few festivals nowadays um yeah definitely a few years back we were probably a little bit more relentless yeah um you know, there'd be, God, you know, I remember multiple weekenders. We were like smashing out tours in Europe, um, which then led to being able to uh, explore other places like, you know, America, um, Southeast Asia, Japan. <clears throat> um, nice. Yeah. And, and, it, and it, has, it, has, it has been an absolute blessing, you know. Yeah. It's, you know, a dream, a, a dream come true to be even able to see these places, let alone yeah play shows over there Mm. so um i'd like to think that post-covid it'd be kind of more the same you know there'd be a few festivals expect us to to hit europe a a couple of uk shows and maybe even a cheeky tour outside of of europe depending on awesome political situation and the rules at the time i'd like to go to canada oh yeah Um, i'd love to do canada i've heard canada's really good i've also heard australia's really good Mm. um but for only from what I hear, and I and and if I'm wrong, please, if someone from Australia can quote me and tell me I'm wrong. But yeah. apparently, it's just like a bit of a ball ache and quite expensive in Australia. But if so, whatever, yeah. it doesn't matter. Be cool to play some shows. If something like that came to fruition, um, would you be looking at sort of taking people with you in terms of like your girlfriend or I don't know your your, your two dogs or? Anything? I mean, I would fucking love that. <laughs> 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 I'm not sure the do- I'm not sure the dogs would love that. They'd be conf- confused as shit. But yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I would fucking love that. But yeah, you oh, you do, of course, you do. Like, mm. if you can, if you can score a few days and you know have your missus out as as much as, yeah, um, you know, maybe even just like staying in said country for you know a week extra after after the tour. Oh yeah, just, you know, yeah actually see some places that is Take it kind in. of a venue or an autobahn yeah like yeah it can sort of work out as a bit of a cheap holiday to be honest because yeah you know only one of you would be flying in that yeah we were meant to do japan uh oh, man. or we were in talks about doing japan um it actually fell through because of the olympics and then obviously covid happened so yeah but i remember when they were first talking about bringing us back over there um, and I hope it happens. You know, it was like yeah. one of the first things I said to I said to Jess. I was like, "Look, if we're going to be going back over to Japan, yeah, then um, yeah, let's have a holiday." <laughs> Hell yeah, I'd love to go to Japan. 
It's beautiful. It's. I it think is... I might have to do that as one of my sort of. If I don't do it now, I'm going to regret it later on. Oh yeah, sort of... yeah, definitely. Yeah, put yourself in some debt and just go for it and just enjoy it for what it is yeah. and come back and beg your mum for twenty quid or whatever, wouldn't they? But yeah, well, won't be begging your nan if you've like spin kicked her into a bush. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> Brilliant. So yeah, I think like I- I'm a very advocate sort of what's the word? I'm a very um believer, big believer in hard work pays off. Yeah. And I think when you go on tour as much as Desolated do, then I think it's only a matter of time until good things happen. So yeah. I hope that that works out for you and your touring schedule is as relentless and you know, obviously it's up to you at the end of the day and it's up to the rest of the guys, but I think that's kind of where your niche is, in my opinion, um, of just sort of playing these like crazy sort of floor shows and mm. sort of just, I don't know. I get like the impression from you guys that you kind of fly by the seat of your pants a little bit. And you're fly kind by of, the seat of our pants? I've yeah, you're kind of just saying. up for whatever comes at you. Oh, yeah, defo. Like, we'll just play a show and, you know, we might not have somewhere to stay after the show, but... Well, we'll I mean, you know what, like, business is business. And yeah, at the end of the day, like, obviously there, there is an, ex- an element of experience that comes into it when you've been doing it as long as us. Yeah, You know, we do kind of normally get ourselves sorted in terms of, like, all right, look, where are we staying and whatnot. Yeah. If it's a friend's house, you know what I mean? We're not precious. It doesn't have to be, yeah. you know, a three or four-star yeah. hotel. Um, mm. if other bands request that that's up to them that's that's how they want to roll um yeah. but yeah you, you know what i mean we're 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 easy going yeah that's that's kind of what i'm sort of getting at in a way but i do have a habit of talking a lot of rubbish <laughs> <laughs> to get to a to b sometimes it takes for me to go to c and d first yeah but fair, yeah, fair enough i feel you there <laughs> you obviously work hard is yeah. what i'm trying to say and I get this sort of impression from your music that it's, you know, very hard hitting and you go into a studio for a certain amount of time and, you know, you're not happy until you get the best sound possible out of your Mm. music and stuff like that. And you're very sort of proud of what you've achieved in the last 14 years. Yeah. Which you should be because there's a lot of bands out there that have been going for two years and they're fed up. Yeah, uh, but uh, you know, in, in the same respect, uh, you know, there are other bands that could maybe be going a little bit less than us, and and you know, what I mean, be double the size and whatnot. There, there yeah. are a lot of other elements um, to live uh, to 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 this industry aside from, yeah, um, you know, hard work. You know, sometimes that there the old saying, you know, you have to be in the right place at the right time. Yeah, you know, it definitely does apply. But kind of mm. going back to what I was saying. Um, you know earlier again I think I've now got to the point where probably like earlier days I I focused or you you do focus on it a little bit more but now it's just like look if we just put out good songs all the other bullshit will come you know what I mean we'll we'll, we'll just it just fall into place yeah I get you just keep making good songs because that's what people remember you for in the long run yeah and that's what's always available you know when you're driving along yeah. They might not be able to see you at every gig, but they'll be able to listen to your music. Yeah. Yeah. Let the music do the talking. Absolutely. That sort of stuff. So um, are we okay to talk about your sort of job in events? I'm, I'm assuming that's gone to uh, 
Yeah, I mean, that would be shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't going to say shit. Uh, I'll leave that Sorry, to we're you. live. Do not say shit or bollocks. No, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> no um, yeah, so prior to, uh, outside of outside of doing Desolated, um, uh, I was actually doing, before the pandemic hit, I was actually doing a lot more event security yeah. um, and door work. But mm. um, yeah, probably for the last like fucking hell god knows how many years um i'd been working out of primarily the engine rooms in southampton um okay but also other venues um joiners notably as well they're like i feel like they're like my second family in there yeah um yeah like repping shows um mm. managing events yeah <laughs> that yeah, primarily nice. um but you know, in the same respect, if the joiners would be short of, you know, someone at the door, um, yeah. or they have, you know, someone let them down or whatever, I do it. I've jumped behind the bar. You know, you just you help each other out. Yeah. Um, yeah, you yeah, just that, a... that went to shit. But I am excited mm. to. Um, I, I had a phone call with uh, uh, the guy that runs or owns the engine rooms, and I'm yeah. really hopefully looking to be. Um, the face that all the bands see again come August. So yeah, cool. fingers crossed that live music does come back. Yeah, and yes, yours truly will be welcoming all yeah. bands and parties all come August. Right. So listeners, don't fuck this up because it's actually going to directly impact Paul's livelihood. <laughs> yeah. So wear your fucking masks. Wear them over your noses, people in Asda. I'm looking at you. And please stop going around hugging people you don't know because I don't want Paul going on furlough again. There you go. There you go. All right. Although so, I'm not an actual believer that the masks fully protect you, they certainly yeah. help prevent the, the virus. But yeah, let's not right. have a, yeah, that's a whole other conversation of what is, isn't right. Basically, yeah. use your common sense. Let's get live music back. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, we all miss it. Like at this stage, I think I've said this like four times now, but you know, I, I just can't quite get the uh, can't quite get the material nowadays. So I'm just going to no. keep recycling it. I'd watch Britain Got Talent at this point. Would you? I'm that desperate to go to a show. I, th I think you you're you're in a more dire situation than most of us, <laughs> if that's what you're going to. Than everyone else in UK. <laughs> I think you need more help than, than than me. I mean, maybe give yourself a shout out. Like you need yeah. help. Let's all help Ben out. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> love it so is that a no if you get offered the chance to go on britain's got talent then oh absolutely not <laughs> what You're a not... fantastic platforms for you know imagine that imagine fucking desolated on britain's got talent that would be <laughs> absolutely <laughs> hilarious hell yeah i mean we know we wouldn't win yeah but we would i would absolutely play that in a heartbeat do you know what let's get you on eurovision next year well i mean yeah fuck it Now's the perfect we know, we, time. We now the UK ain't ever going to win that. Yeah, it's it's more it's more of a political points than it is it's about the the actual band, isn't it? But yeah. what a fantastic you know platform to to yeah. present our scene to the world, you know? Lots of eyes. Totally. Yeah. totally. For about five seconds, and then yeah. people go, "Fuck's this?" <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> yeah, best five seconds ever, though. There might be someone that'll go, "This is really cool. I'm going to go check out a show." <laughs> yeah, yeah, awesome. Right, so we're just going to uh, quickly get a little bit more information out of Paul as a person. 
So, I don't think I've actually mentioned this one to you, so I do apologise. But I want to know, Paul, what is your favourite film? Oh, good question. Um, I might have to say Gladiator. Oh, okay. Probably because it's the one film I've probably seen more than a hundred times. Yeah. Well, that might be a bit of an over-exaggeration. Um, yeah, I've probably seen that film at, at least 50 times. Like, mm. yeah, favourite film, but there's so many. So many. Yeah, I, am, I am a bit of a, I am a bit of a, a like, I love the Marvel films. I love Star yeah, Wars. Same. I absolutely yeah. love all that. I am a bit of a nerd in that respect. Yeah. Nice. Um, and I and I'm okay with that. Like, there's nothing wrong with being a bit of a nerd. It's it, it's 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 a good it's a good flex. Oh yeah. But, yeah, I absolutely love. I thought that last that last Avengers movie. Fucking hell. Endgame. What a film. I can't watch the last thirty minutes. Can I you just not? Cry. Why? You I cry. cry. Wow. I can't handle it, mate. Man. Tony Stark. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like Have the ultimate actually... sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. What were you going to say? Sorry. Oh no, I was just going to say, have you been watching any of like the um, the Falcon and Winter Soldier or yep. uh, One Division? Yeah. Finish One Division. I'm ready, mate. Whatever they want to release, I want. Man. Obviously, man. some of the stuff is a bit meh. Like the second Thor was dog shit. Which um, one was second Thor? That was. Oh yeah, yeah. It was just not very good. Um, I, I do like the Thor films. I can't quite yeah. recall the second one. I've definitely seen it. Like. Yeah, so what was the one where he fought the Hulk? That was a good one, Ragnarok. Ragnarok, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. one. Apparently, in the new four as well, they're going to be introducing Hercules. All right, okay. Um, Love and Thunder, yeah, yeah. Apparently, because aside from it being obviously a mythical god, in the same respect of Thor, there is a character in the Marvel Universe as Hercules, and Okay. Apparently, there's going to be an evil guy that goes around killing gods. He's a god slayer, and Thor, basically, yeah. So basically, like the Nordic and Greek gods kind of like sort of come together. Okay, that sounds cool. So that that looks like it could be a bit promising. Yeah, I'm and apparently that. Hercules is a bit like Thor in the last Avengers film, in that like he just likes getting drunk, yeah, eating bad food. Um, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense though. Like, what else? Are- god's gonna do when they're not smashing the shit out of everything exactly yeah let's get drunk and have a load of women yeah yeah apparently yeah there's a bit there's an element of that but we'll see we'll see but yeah i am i am looking forward to yeah yeah i'm looking forward to seeing black widow in the cinema yes um yeah there's not a lot that i won't watch really um the last i probably shouldn't actually mention this but the last bit of wandavision i won't go into details the post-credits scene was quite strange for that. Yeah. Um, if you know what I'm talking about. Um, we might have to talk about that off podcast because it is a bit raw and a bit fresh at the moment. But, um, yeah. At some point, we'll uh, chat about it on air. Yeah. But I don't want thousands and thousands of MCU people messaging me because problem with stuff like Instagram and all that sort of stuff nowadays is people can message you. They can. can. (laughs) Yourself very public when you do stuff like this. Yeah. So, yeah, favourite film? Gladiator. Yeah, probably Gladiator. Um, Nice. Other notable mentions, Shutter Island. I think Shutter Island Mm. is definitely up there. Mm. Um, I'm also a big fan of like kind of like 90s um, horror films. So, Scream, Halloween, Um, Friday the 13th, 
all, all of those ones puppet master uh children of the corn like i'm a i'm a big big fan of like kind of like that era of horror yeah um i feel like though after like the whole japanese vibe you know like pre-hollywood the grudge and the ring um yeah yeah i I just don't feel like horror is really the same anymore it's just it's sort of Mm. stagnated i can't think of the last good horror film what did you think of the first paranormal activity it was okay yeah yeah it didn't scare me then Um, it obviously got to the point where it was like paranormal 86 yeah like they do that though, don't they? Like Final Destination was good the first time, and yeah, sort of it just didn't. It didn't need saw like didn't need eight films. Sequels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, Let's just stop and appreciate the the good ones. Yeah. yeah, that's it. That's it. There's no need to really milk the cow to the point where there is no milk no. in the cow left. Yeah, hundred percent. I know what you mean. Right. So just on favorites, I want to know before we go to a second break. Oh, God, this is that question, I'm afraid, Paul. I'm so sorry. Which top question? five albums? Oh, I hate you. Um, <laughs> my top five albums. Okay, uh, Metallica and Justice for All will always be up there. Uh, it was yep. the first, first album I ever listened to when I was um, probably about eight or nine. My brother introduced nice. me to that. So, yeah, Metallica and Justice for All is... I still argue, would argue with absolutely anyone until I'm blue in the face, and I'm right that it's just clearly the best Metallica album. Yeah. Um, Pantera, Pantera, Vulgar Despair of Power. Yeah. Again, I might be being a bit biased here, as it was one of my early records as a kid, but what that band did, um, you know, too heavy music at the time. The, it was just crushing. Like, yeah, no one will ever sound like that band ever. Agreed. Um, Agreed. So, for me, yeah, Pantera, Vulgar, Spare Power. Um, fucking hell. Um, hmm. Score by the Fugees. Yep. Yeah, okay. Um, something that's non-metal. Mm. But yeah, um, I remember being like at school and basically there was like myself was like the, the metal kid and a, and a friend of mine who was like really into R&B and that. So, you know, I first sort of listened to it then. Probably looking back, didn't really appreciate it as much. But yeah, because at that time it was just like all I wanted to listen to was like heavy shit. You know what I mean? It was like, I get that. what's heavier than this? And like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Outdo uh, yourself in terms of low tuning and yeah. But Lauren How Hill's voice. low can oh, your voice go? Yeah, but like Lauren Hill's voice, fuck mm. something. It's just yeah, Touch, yeah, like, untouchable. Mm. Uh, top five. We got two left. We can do this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Immortal Technique. Okay. Um, again, another non-metal one, but I would say. You know, my introduction to hip hop through, like, I obviously got new, like, Eminem and, like, Dr. Dre and that. Um, yeah. There were also notable mentions, but I think, yeah, I I definitely, for periods of my life, associated hip hop with, like, the whole flexing of, like, you know, I've got loads of money, I've got, like, better car than you, and I've yeah. got more than one of them. And, like, there's loads of girls, like, semi naked in my massive mansion. I'm yeah. you. Like, it's kind of yeah. how I interpreted hip hop until yeah. I listened to Immortal Technique. And then I was like, mm. this man is speaking fucking truths. Um, yeah. Revolutionary Volume Two, even today, like you know that that record is over twenty years old, and the, mm. 
what he's preaching or what he's speaking about it's just pure poetry and relevant even in today's um like climate so i would yeah i would say that that is yeah timeless classic definitely definitely up there um so i've got one more um so i might as well bring it back to the heavy shit uh i was brought up on sepultura you're gonna ask me for a hell yeah record and i'm gonna be unable to give you that because that's fair enough too many good ones um i think chaos ad was you know what i was brought up on but Mm. i i often think like is it that or is it beneath the remains because every time i listen to sepultura record i tend to go to beneath the remains yeah yeah there's just too many too many good albums yeah no i think that's fair enough i think um sepultura by themselves are a genre of music really so uh, I won't ask you to pin it down too much because um, anyone that's listened to this that listens to Sepultura knows what we're on about, I think. Yeah, yeah. And I, I actually need to listen to the newer one. Um, yeah. I will say, I mean, I, after Max left, it was like, I was a bit like, oh, this is Sepultura and that. I didn't really yeah. rate much of their records after that. But apparently the new record is sort of leaning back to how, how they were sounding. So It is very good. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but um, I did make a conscious effort when I first subscribed to Spotify um, to listen to some new albums, because I find Spotify quite overwhelming and I just end up going to like default. Yeah. And just listening to stuff that I know I like. Yeah. And I think that's quite a sort of cyclic thing that I want to try and break this year. I want to sort of push myself out of my comfort zone and actually listen to music that I might not like. Yeah and allow myself to sort of get into that situation again, really. Because, you know, Spotify is very, very good at sort of suggesting artists you might like. Yes, it is. It has so a lot of its some... negatives, like, in terms of like, yeah. what it pays bands. But Yeah, that is, is dog shit. Really no excuse now. I agree. Like, it's like if you see Facebook comments and people are like, well, I'm a fan of this, this, this and this. Can anyone recommend mm. me something? And I'm thinking, like, not that you should be, like, dictated to by one particular yeah. service but there is a really great resource of bands yeah. that you might listen to like you know you like this you might also like a bit of this uh that record was called quadro as well yeah that's it yeah quadro, quadro. yeah mm. it's cool but yeah i think um algorithms and stuff i think the spotify algorithm is based off of user preference though it's not just like this random thing like tiktok yeah. is like 90% pure like generated AI. Yeah. Whereas this kind of records your patterns. Like if you like Deftones, you might like this band. And it, yeah. it goes off of sort of people actually manually switching from band to band. But yeah, that's cool. That was a good, good film and a good couple of albums. So we're going to go to another break. And I want to know the best gig you've ever played. So um, we'll give you a couple of minutes to think about that. Yeah. And we'll be right back. Cool. All right, mate. Hey, guys, just a quick ad read. Ocean Bottle. I recently reached out to this company as I thought their mission statement and attitude were absolutely fantastic. Support livelihoods, stop ocean plastic. These award-winning bottles come in a range of colours, including ocean blue, forest green, obsidian black and sun orange. 
Each bottle that is bought means the equivalent of 1,000 plastic bottles kept out of the ocean in places where plastic pollution is actually at its worst. These are 100% dishwasher safe and contained double walled vacuum seals and are made from insulated stainless steel. They keep your cold drinks cold and your hot drinks hot. Join the award winning team and get your own at www.oceanbottle.co. The current discount code I have access to is on my Instagram page, so please check out the Absolute Bedlam Podcast Instagram page on there to see the most recent one. Thanks to Ocean Bottle for allowing me to spread the good word of environmental sustainability. I cannot wait to get my own Ocean Blue one soon with my podcast logo front and centre. Anyway, back to the episode. I hope that was enough time for you to think about. The best gig you've ever played. It clearly wasn't enough time for me to think about. <laughs> um, I think the first. I think the first... Time... There's so many that stand out, like for multiple reasons. I think the first time I played, or we played, uh, New York, will yeah. stick with me. That was by far the one of the most like intimidating shows I think Desolated has ever played. Yeah, um, and I think for that reason, there was a guy like even before we were playing, there was like a guy that literally threw Richie almost over his equipment. There was like a small gang of like a group of people either side on the stage, and he started like beating on uh, people on one (laughs) side. He then ran across the other side and started beating them over on the other side, and then started just beating people in the crowd like he. The, the, he got completely taken over by the music, but he wasn't no. the like even the worst one. Like I mean, there was just people. The, the promoter the the got, got spin, spin kicked so hard. He, he was for a good three hours, just did not know where he was. The police were outside, ready to raid. It it was yeah, pretty intense. Jesus. Um, yeah, that that, that definitely, definitely is something, is that, something always that always sticks, sticks to me. me. Yeah. Damn. Oh, I'm getting a bit of echo. Um, I think it's all right I now. Mean, obviously, Japan, Japan was an experience, um, but actually, but Kuala Lumpur, like when we first played Kuala Lumpur, yeah, I'd probably say it was the first show we played like outside of Europe. I want to say, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Um, and what a reception! Uh, That's good. Know, there are clips on YouTube on it. Um, mm. Clips from the show, sorry, on YouTube. Getting the words out right. Yeah. Um, but you know, there was like maybe it must have been like three hundred or something, like just like singing, singing the words, words like, taking like, the stage. Like the room was like the hottest it's ever been. I've <laughs> one of the hottest shows I've certainly ever played. And then yeah. you'd normally go outside for a breath of fresh air, and it's still humid because of the climate out there. So mm. yeah, that that was again another insane experience and one like we we i hope we get a chance to go again certainly yeah. the newer lineup <clears throat> newer songs yeah yeah nice that's really uh Heart, yeah really insightful and uh shows me how many uh locations you've played yeah it's crazy still plenty to play though you know yeah still yeah there's always we haven't, we haven't quite we haven't quite done yet so there's always more always there's always another show to play, show to play yeah, yeah. Nice. So, um, 
just quickly want to take some time out of this and just let everyone know that I've got a third sponsor because I will forget otherwise. Sorry to uh, take your time, Paul. <laughs> um, they're a company called Archie Soul and they've recently sent me a box full of stuff. Shout out to Archie Soul. There we go. Who is it? So, Paul, you've got a beard, right? I have got a beard, yes. So they do beard wash. Do they? They I do. I wash my beard every day. Do you? That's good. Oh, well, yeah. It'd be a bit disgusting they, otherwise. They do post-shave cooling lotion, company called American right. Crew. Okay. Um, Are you getting me in on this like sponsorship thing? Is there going to be like a box turn up in my house? Maybe. We'll see I'll what give, happens. I'll, I'll, so I'll give you my address. I'll try and sort you out. Oh, good man. Solid cologne. Oh. Uh, they do everything. They sent me a fucking massive block of soap. Yeah? Biggest block of soap I've ever seen in my life. And I don't ever see it going down, really, to be honest. You'll have, you'll have, to, send, you'll have to send me a picture of it. No matter what I do. Yeah, I know uh, Jess is quite into a lush. So, um, oh, yeah. Yeah, she does. That sort of stuff. But yeah, I'll, send you a picture. I'll see if I can sort you out with some stuff. But yeah, shout out to uh, the boys. Um, yes. It's Mark off the top of my head, at Archie Soul. And he also sent me a notebook because he knows that I'm into my podcasts. So hell yeah, thank you. And I'll do a pre-recorded ad for the next episode. But I just quickly wanted to get that out of the way. So, Paul, do you have any paranormal experiences that you want to share with us? <laughs> yes, I do. Go on. Um, paranormal experience. Okay, the, the most intense one we ever had is actually working at the engine rooms. Okay. And so it's an 800 cap. So I've got a picture of this now. I've described the scene. So it's an 800 cap venue. When yeah. empty, obviously, it's going to make noises because, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, of course. It's essentially an empty warehouse with a with a sound with a sound system, a light rig and whatnot. Yeah. So there's me and another manager upstairs working. Um, and we were both in separate... Um, parts of the office yeah but like sort of within talking distance and um both upstairs and i said to her i was like is that, is that you getting a delivery in at the moment i can hear something downstairs and it, it just sounded like you know boxes being thrown about yeah she goes she goes no we're not what i can't hear anything so she's come into my part of the office and gone bloody hell it does really sound, really like, sound like we having a delivery here oh my god so i was like okay that's a bit odd so I've gone then into her office, looked at the cameras, and the motion sensor was going completely mental. Yeah. All right. The skeptic in me is thinking, is it calibrated right? Right. Yeah. You know, there's all sorts going through your head. Of so course. You always look. So. Yeah. I start. I start, I start, I start, I start down the stairs. Now, she was getting a little bit like frantic. She was like, "That sounds really loud. Like that's not just like the wind." coming through the cracks in the, in the wall or the doors or whatever like that mm. is really weird mm. so we've gone down um she's on the phone to the owner and, and by this point is now being like you know almost crying i think if i remember right i was laughing yeah how i deal with traumatic like the situations i'm just like laughing like, like. same so <laughs> But now I remember like opening the door and then closing it. But on the CCTV, looking back, apparently, I, I, and I, hand on heart, do not remember looking through the door and down where the bar is. Yeah. So we've gone back upstairs and it, the, the noise, it was so loud. Mm. And then it got weird. 
the noise stopped and it was like, I don't know if you could hear this. I'm banging my hands on my table, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's just set my dog off. Oh, dear. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was sounded like these steps were coming up the stairs. Okay, fucking now, hell. The manager's now going completely west. She is not in a good place whatsoever. Yeah. And I'm like, I is this is actually happening. I'm, 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 you know, this like, yeah, is this final, a drop? Like Final Destination films here where it's, it's going it's to end really badly. Got about mm. halfway up. And she's still on the phone to the owner. And she's like, you know, screaming at him, basically. Like, you know, you need to get down here. You need to get down, 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 down I mean, if I, I, mean, was, if there, I was there, there. I was on the other end of the phone, I'd probably be a bit like, you, you know, good luck. <laughs> yeah. <I> mean, <laughs> Maybe jump love. out the window. <laughs> yeah. And then the the footsteps, it sound, they got further away, but it was like double the speed as if it was, as if, if someone had been like running down the stairs. And then the air just cleared. Oh, right. So weird. Like it's such a weird sensation. Yeah. Um, but then I, I've got to say, I've got to just add to that uh, as well. That was probably the the most intense, weird paranormal experience I've had. Yeah. Um, but another one in that venue, I was working downstairs and I got three knocks on the bar. Like, okay. I remember feeling really cold, and then mm-hmm. there was suddenly like there was like these knocks on the, knocks bar. On the bar, and I looked, I looked up. up. And I've been like, that definitely didn't happen. And that's definitely not the front door. But I'm going to go check the front door because I need to, for my own peace yeah. of mind, knowing there's nothing there. I opened up the front door, there was nothing there. So I've come back and like, 20 minutes later, there was another knock. Yeah. And I am certain it came from the bar. Mm. So anyway, like the next probably half an hour after that is me knocking on the bar, being like, if you are, if you, <laughs> am I in the presence of someone? <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah. doing like a one man seance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Derek so, Akora mode. Activated. Yes, yes, yeah, Derek Akora. <laughs> yeah, the inner Derek Akora came out of me. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. That was pretty weird. And I, I, I still like. I, mm. I, I like the idea of it. I'm open to the idea of it, but I, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely like to, to question, like you know, mm. what I mean, like anything. And I can't. Mm. I, I don't like the fact that I can't think of like, well, it was it, was it just because it was a really windy day? Because it wasn't a really windy day. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think that's just human nature to try and explain yeah, everything. Yeah, it needs it needs an explanation, and I can't, so that's more annoying. So what I'll do is I'll make a note of this. But what I'm going to do after this is I'm going to send you a video that I really can't tell if it's real or not. Are you going to do so very Yeah, I'll send you a link in a bit. Okay. Um, I, I want to know your thoughts. Um, I want to get to a stage where I can like do it live, like react with people, but. I'm not quite there yet, but I, I do want to do that at some point. So if you're up for that at some point, we'll uh, we'll jump on and have a sesh. Yeah. But um, there's a YouTube channel called TGF Bro, and they're quite famous. TGF Bro. Okay, so yeah, kind of like jackass. Right, okay. Um, and one of their most recent videos is they go to the most haunted pub in the UK. And both of them oh, are sceptical. But shit goes down in that video to the point where it's like that actually can't be real because that's absolutely nuts. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm keen to hear your thoughts on that. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm not sure because they've always been a bit sort of views and sort of crazy videos. Like I turn my car into a hot chocolate and, sure. you know crazy stupid stuff of like going to booker and buying like seven thousand tubs of glue and sticking themselves to a van and right sort of stuff 
Um, so I'm not sure if the haunted videos are legit, but I'm keen to hear what you think about it. Yeah, I'll send you that in a bit. Um, oh, I've, so, I've yeah. YouTubed it. I've, I've just put it up on YouTube. Too. Yeah, it's like a green image. Yeah, is the thumbnail. It's definitely worth um, giving that a watch. Right. Okay. It's okay. quite a long video though, so uh, we won't do it live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. one day. Um, outside of music and events, have you got any hobbies? Um, the dogs. I love. I love yeah. my dogs. Um, yeah. Obviously, spending time with my girlfriend. Um, yeah. Like you know, going to new places. Uh, I actually enjoy cooking. I really okay. am a big fan of cooking. Um, I love. Um, God, fuck! What else was it? Uh, football. I to, okay. I'm, I'm a Forest fan. So yeah. Yeah. Well, I was hoping you weren't going to say you were a Derby fan or whatnot, because then we'd have to end the interview abruptly. <laughs> uh, love playing video games as well. Yeah. Just sort of like relax and that. that. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, a big fan of art. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't really like modern art. I'm more of that kind of like on that Renaissance era. Yeah, yeah. Um, Time sort of classic. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, like watching movies. Mm. Um, yeah, like to keep going up. Always something I can keep, keep keep my mind occupied. Yeah. So um obviously you mentioned video games then. So that was my next question anyway, so that's a nice little segue. Yeah. Top three video games. Um and potentially the first memory that you have of a video game as like a childhood sort of thing. Right, this is gonna make me sound fair old, but I actually remember playing Pong. Oh wow. Okay. I actually remember Pong. I don't, it wasn't, it must have been like an old, was it Amstrad? Um, yeah. It must have been like, um, but I do have distinct memories. I don't, you know what I mean? It wasn't one of them where we went out to the shops and bought an Amstrad. It was just yeah. one of those things that just happened just to be in the house. Um, but I do yeah. remember playing Pong uh, as, <laughs> as, as a young'un. Nice. Um, but uh, yeah, the first console would have been probably would have been the game boy actually i think i remember, I remember having the original game boy nice is that the purple no 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 the old white one, oh, isn't it? Is, one. oh is it yeah you're on about the first ever one yeah um and i remember us getting like the, the playstation when it came, when out. It came out yeah but oh, like God. growing up it weren't like you know what i mean like super nintendos and stuff there wasn't like we weren't like always getting like mm. um like consoles like every year type thing yeah no i get you what did you um? What did you think of the PlayStation startup noise? <clears throat> the glass smashing forever sort of noise. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really have an opinion on it. I just like to play the games. <laughs> did it ever like scare you when you turned it on? <laughs> did it scare you? <laughs> yeah, there's a is story it? that I've mentioned a couple of times where I snuck downstairs at like seven a.m. one morning. Yeah. I turned it on and realized that the volume on the TV was on. Oh, like, see, now, all right, that if you're trying to, like, you know, what I mean, get a few games yeah. in before the parents wake up, and or if you can, yeah, like, hold off and ban, that would be yeah. quite terrifying. Yeah, didn't really happen. I think I got grounded for two weeks. Shit. No regrets. I wanted to play Tekken, leave me alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A boy's got to do what a boy's got to do. Yeah, but yeah, top <laughs> three game. favorite games if you're uh, if you're up for that, top three favorite games. Um, okay, so there was 
probably not one of my top, but there was one that me and my little brother played quite a lot when we were little. Uh, called Armored Core. It's 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 basically oh, yeah. like you build yeah you build like a massive robot like you you put whatever like uh, guns on it. Yeah. Maybe now is a bit dated, but at the time I think we. I don't know if it was just because like my little brother is like a year younger than me, so growing up there was always quite a lot of competition between me and him. Mm. Um, just like what boys are like when you're when you're growing up or whatever. So yeah. even now, like we'll we'll play like Fortnite together, for example, and there'll still be like we'll just still be like still quite be competitive like... together. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I'd probably say that's probably one of my top top games just because of like the memories of, of playing with my brother. Yeah. Fair enough. Um. Yeah. Top three other games. Damn it. Um. Final Fantasy Eight. Okay. Yeah. What a game. What a game. Um, what a game. I hear they're remastering that. I don't know. Oh, right. I don't know. Oh, well, they did the 7 remaster. Um, yeah. Which I, I downloaded, one. but I've not played. Yeah, they're about to do Chapter 2 for that, and I think that's oh, how they're really? going to do it slowly. I did hear that so, they were going to do 8 as well, um, whether that yeah. is the case. And I don't know if I've got the time nowadays to like, commit to that. Commit to those, those games. You need to spend time sink. a couple of months, I feel. Yeah, <laughs> so they much, are. So much to do. They are time sinks, you're right. I don't know what else to say. That's all right. Modern Warfare. Call of Duty Modern yeah. Warfare. Yeah. Solely for the storyline. Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare 2. Yeah. Fair enough. Cool. Yeah, nice solid list. Um. So, yeah, retro games. Obviously, you've mentioned, was it Armored Core? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Pong. Oh, Dynasty Warriors as well. Shit, there's another. Oh one my god, I've I not love heard that Dynasty before. Warriors. I love yeah. Dynasty Warriors. There's a character called Lu Bu. Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, that's one of the only characters I can remember. But there was a shitload of them. Yeah. Because you picked your own clan, didn't you? There was like a green clan, a red clan, a blue clan. Yeah. And um, it was kind of like Star Wars Battlefront in a way. Yeah. Where you had like a pool of enemies of like five hundred strong, yeah, yeah, and you were a hero and you just absolutely mowed everyone down, didn't you? Basically, yeah, it, it was mm. you know you versus like a million enemies, but mm. you could kill like ten thousand in one one swoop. Yeah, you could like hold circle down, I think, on the PlayStation, and there would be like some sort of limit break, like Final Fantasy style. Yes, where you just decimate everything that you touched. Yes, I, I was. Played... I, I did have PS Now, and I think there was one of them on there. I don't know if it was like yeah. eight or nine, and yeah, I, I definitely went back to my childhood and played that heavily. Yeah, I think Free was the first one to do the Extreme Legends thing. Ah, uh, okay. And yeah, I, I played a lot of that with my mate Gary, who I've had on in the past. Yeah. Um, I might have to get him on to chat about that because I can't really remember too much about it. Shout, shout out to Gary. Yeah, shout out to Dynasty Legends and Gary. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of all-nighters playing that one. But yeah, nice nice shout out there. Nice. So yeah, um, we're near the end. Um, so thank you, Paul, for coming on. It's all right, thanks for having me. Um, I just want to close up with the most mental tour story you can remember. Um, There's a few. What time... When you say mental, as in just complete chaos, like what you described at the start of the episode, like as in complete chaos, 
as in like not necessarily the show that you played just like the before and the after and mm. you know i need to get out of the city now because i actually think that my life is at risk <laughs> sort of i mean there's been a yeah there was a moment in southeast asia where i thought we were all gonna, we're all gonna die. die okay as in not 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 even being over exaggerating as it sat there and you know i had a moment to myself dawned on me looking down this coach and thought this is how, this I, is how I die yeah i have to accept i'm going to die we were going about oh, 70, 70 miles, miles an hour 80 miles an hour down a dirt track with right. jungle on one side filled with everything that everything wants that to eat you yeah and gangs on the other side like throwing rocks oh and shooting yeah at, at the at the coaches oh um, my so there was that. There was a period. There was a moment there. I remember thinking to myself, "Oh, this is how I go." Yeah. How about that? Um, there was See? another one where. Oh fuck! The most mental. I don't know if there is. I think there's just so many. There was another one where we. Um, it was on actually the last American run, and I we, we ended up driving. Well, I say we. I actually ended up driving through, through. the end of a hurricane. Oh my god! That was fun. Um, what makes it even better, and I can say it now, um, but I wasn't yeah. insured on the van. Oh, we needed to get to, I think it was Philly, but basically, like the guys that owned the van, like just were completely bollocks. They'd done all the yeah. driving and, and driving out there, and anyone who's told that they will tell you it's not always a two hour drive, it's quite long drives. Yeah, um, so they were bollocks playing shows and driving all the time. Mm. Um, it might have been high as well. Um, but anyway, either way, there was no waking them up. So, yeah, I'd had like a few gin and tonics that night as well. Yeah, but I was basically the only, like, the most sober person to drive. The most, and I would not normally say that, like, fuck drink, fuck drink drivers. But it was a case yeah, of, yeah. Like, of like, we need to, we go, need to now, go now. Yeah, or we're just not going to play the show. So, no, yeah. I get it. And then the end yeah. of the hurricane was like it just came out of nowhere. And I had my Brazilian friend with me who was geared off his head. Um, he actually ended up helping drive do a little bit of the driving because like I was basically adamant to drive as fast as I could or as far as I could uh, on whatever energy I had left in me to the point where I started swan diving, he took over and then, and then... I think I had like a couple of hours rest, woke up. Um, if you can imagine someone geared off their head driving is like uh, and I was like, right, I'm taking over again until I woke up. That was a bit mad. Yeah. There, there was another one. I, I won't say it because I've brought it up quite a lot um, in interviews, but there was a really funny hotel yeah, exactly. in Austria. Austria. But okay. I've, I've brought it up too many times, which involved uh, one of our former guitarists. Yeah. Um, but yeah, basically, like, we, we walked, we walked, we had to go get him and we walked, we walked in, in and, and he was sniffy. Look at other interviews, and I, and I brought that okay. up. Or if, if any of you follow, like, if any, if you or any of your listeners follow, like, UK, UK like, stories on there, of yeah, shit like that. But the most mental, I think, is probably going to be going to be in Southeast Asia and, and the American story, maybe. Yeah. So when you got to the the venue and you sort of sound checked and everything, did you feel that you kind of played a show for a bit of a rest? <laughs> After all of that crazy stuff that was happening, uh, you know, it, it does get a bit like that. I think yeah. it's just if touring generally is quite chaotic, yeah, um, and certainly not for you. It, it tests your character, put it that way. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Quite regularly, the day after tour, I'm normally numb 
semi-paralyzed on my sofa or bed and yeah. won't move for a good number of hours just staring blankly into space like just kind of allowing my brain to go over what's happened the last sort of three or four weeks that we've been away yeah 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 i think touring really tests your sort of fortitude and yeah. your Love plan <laughs> b e f g yeah etc it can't just be you know we'll get there we'll do the thing and then we'll go because stuff changes you know yeah. bands pull out venue owners don't want to pay you promoters oh God, that, yeah you see all that there was another one actually we had, we had a drummer at the time filling in who ended up filling a shot of brandy out of the promoter's balls and bombed him on the stage <laughs> what <laughs> I'm going to have to listen back to that. Say, like, mental. I'm just thinking, yeah. like, you know, is it near-death experiences or is it just, like, weird shit you like, see on... Like, yeah. like, just, I, don't, like, I don't know what, what the hell is going on. Just, yeah, how do you measure mental? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that would work. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say that would be a mental night out if I uh, did that myself. I was on a train. I was actually on a train at the time and the tour manager was texting me uh i because we i had to leave in such a rush i'd actually got my passport and we, we were going through a different country so the the train i was on then was also overbooked so i ended up having to sit in a gangway like a single gangway it wasn't like a double gangway i was like literally like curled up because there was no space and this train i was on was going to like 20 different locations so just my carriage was you know, yeah. going to where we were going to and the whole time the tm was just like texting me being like oh yeah basically um uh aaron's just done a shot of brandy out of the, the the promoter's balls and i'm like all right okay i was like okay well the police have just come on board this train and they're trying to like they're having a chat with some like i don't know slovakians or germans like who were going a bit mad and then yeah. you know like 20 minutes later it's like oh well aaron's now bombing the promoter <laughs> i don't think there was like actual penetration but he he pulled down his trousers and yeah skin on skin apparently wow so that was a bit mad when you'll do anything for a gig well no this was after the gig we'd already played the show (laughs) this is just pleasure (laughs) this is just a laugh i think think this was just like like you know have a couple of beers with your mates jokes (laughs) see what happens (laughs) brilliant right so we're now at the ultimate penultimate even moment yeah meal deal corner so let's, uh, let's walk on over to Mill Deal Corner. Mill Deal Corner, okay. And then, Paul, what is your go-to meal deal? Oh, oh, okay, can I just clarify? Are we talking like, is this like Boots Meal Deal? Yeah. Or are you saying meal deals in general? Is this could be like a Subway Meal Deal, Mackey's Meal Deal, or like a M&S Meal Deal, if you know you fancy a bit fancy, something a bit fancy. Yeah, we're talking sandwich, crisps, and drink. Sandwich, crisps, and drink. Um... And here we have the hardest question of the night. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I'm veggie, so it'd be something vegetarian. Yeah. Uh, which can sometimes limit my choice, but if yeah. I see something with a bit of falafel, hummus, maybe a bit of beetroot, I'll, I'll swing that way. Otherwise, I might have to just accept it'll be like a cheese and tomato or egg mayo sandwich. Yeah. Uh, for crisps, normally something spicy. I, I'll lean towards spicy crisps. Yeah. Nice. Um, and drinks. I, I'm I'm always lured in with the San Pellegrino. 
I love okay. the San Pellegrino. You know, like the cans, they've got like the bit of paper on the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It makes you feel like really posh when you when it's it's just a can of drink, isn't it? It's just a can of fucking yeah. carbonated like flavored water, but or, or soda or whatever. But I don't know what it is. It's just that bit of paper at the top that makes you feel real special. It's like an event taking. The it paper. is, yeah. It's just like oh, yeah. no, I'm ready for my like nice cold drink of San Pellegrino. So I'd probably say San Pellegrino. I'm love going it. with San Pellegrino. Yeah. What flavor? Ah, oh, damn you! Just make this. That's like picking harder. children, isn't it? Oh no! Fuck children! It's all about dogs. <laughs> um, what important? <laughs> oh, what's the What's the red one? It's the um, blood orange one. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't. Sometimes you, they only have the, the lemonade, the lemon one, in, don't they? But if they've got the if they've mm. got the blood orange, I'll I'll give that. I'll, I'll go that way. Yeah. Hell yeah! Well, that was a brilliant answer, and. Uh, Obviously, being a vegetarian and stuff, it is quite limiting, like you say. But you don't strike me as someone that gives up on the first hurdle. You strike me as someone that um, smashes through the barriers you and have to. won't surrender until no. the job is done. No, not at all. So, yeah, we'll leave it there. But thank awesome. you very much for your time. Thanks um, for having me. Listening, guys. And as always, if uh, people can share and subscribe and all that stuff, then that would be fantastic. And I will speak to you again very soon. Thank you very much, Paul. I'll speak to you soon. Take care. Bye. Hope you enjoyed that episode, guys. Um, I'm just doing this as a pre-recorded segment because I always forget. Please consider subscribing for weekly uploads. Um, Sometimes I do two in one week. So yeah, please do uh, consider sharing this with your friends and telling everyone that you know. And yeah, I'll see you in the next one. Cheers.